Hello, you are listening to the Jack Halford podcast. This is number 18. And today's guest is Nathan Davies. Art after graduation. Yeah. Which is um, far more complicated than I originally thought. Yeah. Just getting started making paintings, yeah. I think um, I, I completely underestimated the amount of time that I need to think about work. And I thought if I had a boring job that I'd be able to do my job and think about making art. Um, but that's completely not the case. Mm. It's it, my work, although that I really like it. Yeah. I think it's important. It's not as well thought out as I would like it to. Um, I used to be doing exploring different mediums, and I've just resorted back to portraiture. Yeah. Which, which is the advantages because. Aren't they are of like political. Yeah. Like leaders or thinkers. Yeah. Like Noam Chomsky. Was it Noam Chomsky? Yeah, Noam Chomsky. So that was the first one I did because I was like, I haven't done any art since graduating and I can't think of anything. So the main thing is just starting. So I just did Noam Chomsky in a kind of classical style, just also to get grips with the classical kind of training, um, kind of Renaissance style. And then I thought, oh, okay, I can expand, it, expand out. Mm. And now it's Keir Starmer and Tony Blair. Um, yeah, I think I'm very aware of um, not putting too strong of political messages in it. I think if I put text in it, it'll be too on the nose. And if I do, I want to show kind of the, polit- the political climate of what it is right now. So that's why I'm doing it. I think everyone's fed up with it to the point where they're ignoring it. I think I think that's what that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, it's getting really. I think it's getting really, really hard to ignore it. I mean, even me, that's always thinking about it. Always, it's part of my work. I want to escape it, but it's so hard because it's everywhere. Hmm. Um, I remember when the Tory conference was on, it was it was it was every bit of news that was on. Was it the one in Manchester the other day? Yeah. Yeah. And you can't help but get caught up in the main ones because I did wanna I hear it, but um, every single news channel was following it, and I was like, oh, this is not, this is not the biggest thing that's happening right now. Surely. Yeah, there's lots of different things going on. But it's, it's definitely a sign for me to just step outside for a bit. I think that I definitely needed to go out and speak to my friends again, which has been quite difficult. During the... Because you've just been studying, like, head down. Well, well I was way more social in uni. Yeah. Um, since graduating, moving back, working. It's been... It's... Yeah, I think that also that's the reason why my ideas aren't coming along as fast as I'd like it to, mm. is because because I'm not surrounded by creative people anymore. Um, also, when I get home from work, all I want to do is put on a movie and relax. And relaxation is a big part of making work. 
you feel what you like to feel relaxed when you're making the work I think um, I'm always I find myself always stressed so uh, the work I make it's 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 it becomes mediocre because when you're relaxed I think that you're able to think about lots of different things and because I'm stressed it's kind of like um, my creative mind um, freezes up and it goes back to the normal stuff that I've like practiced um, so I'm using an analogy from like like martial arts is like this if you what you train for the longest no matter what you think you're going to do a massive spinning kick yeah when the adrenaline happens when the stress happens when you're getting punched in the face you're just going to do the things that you've been drilling because it's just muscle memory and kind of conscious mind kind of slightly turns off and everything that you've your muscles have been doing is just going to come out so I've just resorted back into this enclosed portraiture which I love but um, and it's got its own benefits but it's nowhere near the same kind of work I used to do yeah I get you I can feel a bit constrained doing stuff like that because I wrote down two titles here see it say it saw it was it like a triptych? Yeah. And then no such thing as apolitical. Yeah. Which was like, a, what was it like a do not slip? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a cleaning sign. Yeah. And, I kind of. I went with the cleaning sign because it's got so many, different, um, meanings. So it's obviously the meanings like don't slip, mm. wet floor. And then there's also kind of this idea of um, cleaners and class and um, working class people being mobilised in in a political way is quite um, strange. The way they do it is quite strange. They, they make people um, want to do with politics less and that becomes a very good way to manipulate people get people just angry rather than thinking about the way they... Blaming. Yeah. 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 It's easy to get sucked into it as well. And I think you'll understand that and might be able to exercise that because you've been working hard and all you want to do at the end of the day is relax. Yeah. And that's where... I think that's where the danger comes in because you might not really be telling paying a lot of attention but you'll hear one thing that gets you a bit riled up because you're tired and you're not thinking as much yeah you're just like in auto mode kind of thing getting up every day you're surviving um and it's hard to get out of that mm. I think I guess it's, it's to do with who you hang out with as well I think yeah don't look like where you're brought up. So if you're like up north, more people who are working class are more politically aware, especially in like Liverpool. Mm. After the Hillsborough disaster, a lot of people become really like into it to the point where you get just like everyone, it's like fuck the Tories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but then I'll, I'll talk to like I went to, for a roast dinner today and my aunt said, oh, Rishi Sunak's, he's all right. Mm. I was like, what? I was, and then I was like, shouldn't talk about politics with your family. 
And then we start talking about something else. Yeah. I don't know why she's she was she was making a point about something that I probably would have agreed with, but everything else he's done, I'm just like, no, don't let that one thing. I can't even remember what it was. Mm. Probably deregulating something that sound that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's impossible to escape political conversations now because it's it's everywhere. Like I was having I was having um it was my granddad's birthday and we could not help but talk about HS2 because mm. um, I travelled up to Crewe to see my family. Um, my granddad works um, on the overheads for the trains. Yeah. Talk about trains and stuff and HS2. And it was telling me like how much like money they spent on it already and it's crazy. Billions. Yeah. And it's... it's um, it was, I was kind of against it. You were against HS2? Yeah, to start with. Yeah. Because I think they've already got this infrastructure, they could just make it better. Mm. They could just get better trains, more frequent trains, just sort it out. They'd probably spend the amount they've already spent just doing it up. Uh, yeah. I think it was mainly for just from London as well. It wasn't for the rest of the country. It's always just for London to get somewhere for a meeting. Yeah. It's not for it's not really to help um everyone else in the country become more autonomous and be able to go where they need to go without having to own a car. I think I'm 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 supportive of HS two because um most of the wealth in this country is in London. Like an astronomical amount of wealth is in London. Hmm. And think about um I think the average wage is lower than the average rent price in London which is like yeah. insane and if we had a better rail system people could travel far further out have cheaper rent and be able to come in quicker I remember working in in Leicester and commuting every day from Nottingham mm. which is um, it's not bad considering um but it was really tough. It took, I don't know, out of the eight hour day, I mean, sometimes 10, not often, um, it would take, it could either take minimum two and a half hours every day. Really? Yeah. It was the walk to the train station, the train, and then the walk from the train station to work um, twice, two and a half hours. But if it was any more, if it was a wrong train, it would be. It would be like four hours. Ugh. Yeah. And th- this is all the stuff that, that dragged me down. Because just... I tried to read books on the train. Everyone's talking. It's really hard to focus. Yeah, because it's so packed. Because they're not very frequent. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. Everything is kind of affected by politics. I do, I do even even me that, that thinks that like um I think that everyone should vote mm. and it's actually quite hard to keep that mindset because of what we thought that it's like all oh, two different parties now yeah what well, what we thought was like oh they they'll both do the same thing like they will both do the same thing even more now they're even more similar 
and it's get even more politically tense. And inflation is still up. And yeah. It's, it's bad now, and it's yeah. going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, Keir Starmer's Labour is definitely a lot more conservative. Conservative? It's a lot more conservative than it's more than it was, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Hit, I thought it in, in terms of Russia tonight. Oh, no. Mm. I think they're more, they're more alike than ever, the two main parties. Mm. Yeah. Um, I still think we'd be better off without... I think we'd be better off with Labour. Yeah. But it's hard to get people thinking like that. I think a lot of people would just be thinking, I'm not going to vote Tory because of what happened during the pandemic. And a lot of people were upset about how it was handled. And that's why they'd... But then a lot of people emphasising, they'd be like, well, it'd be difficult for any sort of government to do it. But then you just think, would, would Labour have, uh, you know, done all the dodgy contract stuff? Dodgy contract? Dodgy oh, in terms of like... PPE and stuff with people that are in pubs and strange things like that. It's a bit weird. Yeah. I think what I think is happening is that the... So what happened with Corbyn is... I think that he actually mobilised a lot of people that didn't normally vote. Like a mm-hmm. massive young voter base wanted to vote for him. Like even like my dad, proper socialist, he wanted to vote for him. But the thing is, um, he, he had barely any money. He didn't want to send weapons to Israel. He wanted to tax the rich and all these things that... Um, you know, people, political donors are heavily invested in. So, as he is, he is one of the most like favored mm. um, politicians. Despite despite losing, like quite considerably, he's still quite. He's considered one of like the more favorited politicians. But I think care. The thing is, he's not very well favored. It's only in terms of relative to Rishi. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, now he's got loads of money, so he can uh, have kind of this, this kind of advertising all the time. So you kind of get used to him, and what you see in him is you always see him. He's seeing him in his suit. You can always see him talking about his dad being a toolmaker. You can always, you just get to know him, and you just get used to him. Mm. You think, eh, at least he doesn't wear dodgy tracksuits just like Corbyn because that can't help stick in your mind the weird stuff that you find it's strange that because when I was at at the roast dinner today I said oh oh, yeah he's not as good as Corbyn and then my auntie obviously she was like (laughs) well he was he was the worst and I was like oh he's talking right (laughs) what what exactly are I think um, the media say that the objections are about his inability to tackle anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism was a big one. Yeah. Even Ra- uh, Rachel Riley of, of uh, Countdown had like a T-shirt of Corbyn saying something like against the Jews or something weird because I think she's Jewish. So she was like, Jeremy Corbyn is an anti-Semite. And it, you know, he might have said some things that were a bit like that. We might have said some things about Zionists or something about Israel. Yeah, I I do. I think it was. You have to be like careful. 
Yeah, I think I think um, Keir said he kicked him out because his inability to uh, deal with anti-Semitism within the party. I maybe it's just not because it's not well covered, mm. but I don't exactly know. There is no quotes about what particularly happened, um, and considering that um, we get so much money from. Um, we get so much money from Israel to give them weapons and I think that we have this staunch we are against um, Muslims is because like in this country the Islamophobia is because we want to build this idea that Israel can do this stuff to neighbouring countries. They can they sort of dehumanise people because of their beliefs. Yeah, I think we 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 I think as a country we're being butted up. Mm. Like we are told to hate certain groups of people, and then after. Uh, that legitimises um a certain country that has a particular, um faith majority faith to bomb another country with a different majority faith because we just switch which ones we like yeah it's fueling hate yeah it's disgusting yeah um I, i'm not really on tiktok much i've been trying to use it less but i, I kept getting weird things about algorithm probably because of the stuff i like cars boxing so they were like maybe like far right political stuff so they they showed me uh there's a party called Reform UK and all the comments are like, yeah, you need to send Oh, is that the new one from back. Um, Nigel Farage? I think so. I think he helped found it. Uh, I think I get, right, I don't even have, I don't even like that much kind of manly stuff no. on Instagram. I, I've binned off TikTok and I'm still addicted to the algorithm. It's, it's yeah, horrible. It's I try and reduce it as much as possible. But on the reels... I will always get every 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 fourth video at least mm. is some kind of far right um, talking point, and it's it's either going to be. Um, I think they must do it on purpose. The algorithm must feed people that disagree. Yeah. Them. It so that they look at the comments and then they disagree in the comments, and then it's just building this strange thing, and then it's getting you all hate hateful, and then you're looking at it more. Because I think that's what makes you look at it more. It's stuff you don't like. You just like oh. I think it's especially targeted at men. Yeah. I I, I really I I want to stay as far away from that stuff as possible because I do watch it because I want to know what is happening. Um. I, um and then. Why do you think it's targeted towards men more? I think men can often get angrier quicker and that's what the far right uses as a tool they want to get people they want to get men emotional i'm going to say like emotional because yeah often we say that women are emotional but men um are quite often violent and i don't know if that's like a biological or sociological thing but it happens and it when they're angry you can kind of go along this right-wing populist kind of idea yeah, I mean, you, they might be 
going down that because they've got resentment building up inside them from something completely different. Yeah. And it's not, they're just sort of pushing all this hate towards someone that's nothing to do with the problem in their head, uh, which they just need to resolve I think in a healthy way. Yeah, I think if that happens with a lot of um, incels. Yeah. I think that it's like you can't, I think... I think it's like they've got this sort of self-hatred and they, they need to deal with that. Yeah. If they just looked after them, like, because I'm sure they, they all think they're ugly. Yeah. And I don't think anyone can go and get a girlfriend or go and get laid with, with anyone if they put in a little bit of effort. I think it's more about your mindset. It's really weird. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. There's so much, like, emphasis on the sex and like weird internet chats and all of this yeah it's a bit it's kind of weird it's kind of interesting I don't know much about them online but I have met some in person and really? it's just not like full on incels like you know self identifying but people that are just um, just insanely self deprecating oh yeah and they don't re- they probably do realise but they don't want to put in the work to kind of better their lives because it's it's easier to blame other people. It's like, oh, they won't like me because I'm ugly. It's like, well, maybe you're just really annoying because you just constantly talk about how you're ugly. And we're just talking about, I don't know, uh, a TV programme. And just, oh, they're not, oh, you'd like that, you wouldn't like me. They just do stuff like that. And it's like, you, oh, it's really annoying. Just stop, just start having fun with just being yourself. Yeah. And then, like, I think if, if you are okay with yourself and you're okay to have fun, I think a lot of women are, are less um, are less shallow than men, and men, these people that are quite um, quite shallow think quite shallow about themselves think that women think shallow about men as well. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. So they think that. Yeah, they think that it's all about looks and stuff, but maybe you should just be a bit more happy and nice to people. It's hard to be happier. Yeah. But if you are, yeah, if you change your attitude, if you're like, if you start being nicer to people, that'll make you feel better. Yeah. You'll feel better about yourself. Yeah, it's working on yourself, isn't it? Yeah. I always try and catch myself. Because I don't want, I mean, who knows what, like, um, what situation I get into when I could be, like, quite hateful all of a sudden. Yeah. Which, yeah, I have been. It's easy. Uh, it does, yeah, it does happen. So I always try and um, catch myself. And every time that I complain, um, I always think, um, but at least I think about maybe a way that I can learn and a way that I can do it better next time. Because you are going to make mistakes. Mm. And it's impossible to get things right all the time. So, you know, every time that I fuck up on a diet, I'm trying to eat more plant, like, um, Whole food. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm trying to Me avoid, too. I'm trying to avoid the fake meat. Um, so, but when I, it's it's quite hard. So what I do is like it's like oh it's okay, like I'm not gonna. Just keep on letting myself do it, but I'm not gonna beat myself up over it because it's just gonna make it worse. Yeah, like if one time doesn't mean you like you did. It's not. It's not gonna turn into a fake meat bender. Yeah. I'm not Baby Goggins. Like, I can't just 
constantly do the same thing, say I'm going to do it and beat myself up if I don't. I don't think he beats himself up if he does the wrong thing, though. I think he's the same as you. He's like, oh, oh, to, you know, I won't do that after that kind of thing. Just be like, if you fail, just get back up and try again. Yeah. I think that's it. I think he, he, he really is a positive role model for men. I think. Yeah. I think that... Uh, he's a nutter, though. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I listen to his podcast and he does make a point of not judging other people's lives, which is just completely overshadowed by these reels, what he does. Like, yeah. He does, like, sometimes judge, but um, he's... In the podcast, he talks about how he doesn't want to put his view strongly across to other people because they've got their own lives. And he talks about his his own experience with you know, he was he was overweight and he wasn't doing what he wanted to do and yeah. drinking chocolate milk drinking chocolate he milk was, he used to drink loads of chocolate milk and he was pretty big yeah I think I think that um, Jordan Peterson I think I don't agree with him like largely um but there is just some things that he says that just make sense. Yeah. I think that um, be, being able to... I think this is what's overshadowed in the left. Um, putting thing, putting your own responsibility in your actions. Mm. I, think that, I think a lot of leftists have a lot to say about what people should be doing. But everyone's got blind spots in what they should be doing. Yeah, and you should really be... Leading by example, kind of thing. Yeah. If you want, if you want something to be a certain way, then you can make it that way in your own life. You can't really control other people. You can only well, you can only control yourself. You can control other people and be manipulative, but then that's just terrible. Yeah. You shouldn't. No one should be like that. I think it should always be lead by example. The more you, if you tell someone to do something, they're just gonna not want to do it. I think if you just show them how good a certain way of living is, mm. you can. I mean, my mate didn't... Um, my mate was uh, vegan. Yeah. And then he didn't tell me to go vegetarian, but I just saw... He lost loads of weight, like a crazy amount of weight. When he was vegan? Yeah, he, he turned vegan all of a sudden. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I think just for, just for it, like, I should go vegetarian. And then I actually lost weight. I was, I thought I was fine, but then I looked at myself, I was like, oh, okay, I actually look better. I didn't know that I was kind of a bit heifer, a bit, mm. uh, a bit fluffy. Yeah. That's why I, I went... I think I went vegan in like 2011 for a couple of years. I think it was 2011. It might have been, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Two years and then I was vegetarian for like five. Wait, you went vegan and then vegetarian? Yeah, I was vegan first because I was like, I want to lose weight, I feel overweight. And I did lose a bit of weight and then I put it back on because you can buy cakes. Yeah. You can make cakes, you can eat shit, ginger biscuits, Pringles. Coke Zero and then you're just eating processed rubbish so then I became vegetarian 
and I think I ate, still ate a bit rubbish to be honest. And then when I left, I think it was when I, like five years ago, so what's that, 2018, I think I was still veggie, but I started cycling and started uh, really getting into road cycling and got very, very fit. And then applied to uni, didn't get in. And then the next year I applied again, got in. And then I did the degree and I kept the fitness up. And I think the fitness really helps with um, mental clarity and being able to do stuff. And it makes you, love you, uh, makes you love yourself more. So then you keep up the momentum of doing good things. And then you get more opportunities because people can see you doing those things, I think. Yeah. Uh, don't know what tr- point I'm trying to make here. I, Just talking I, about vegetarianism. Yeah. And it's good because there's not really. Uh, maybe there's a community around meat eating. Maybe there is like barbecue mm. dads or something, or people that own green egg barbecues. But there's like more of a thing between vegetarians and vegans. I think they sort of when they meet each other, they're like, oh, do you want to go? Here to eat and whatever, then they, I don't know. I think there's, there's, um, I think sometimes there's more in common with vegans and meat eaters because, um, I don't know, vegetarians, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. I think, um, it's not that rare, is it? Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't exactly know why. Um, I think there's more of a connection between meat eaters and vegans, between ve- vegans and vegetarians because, think I don't know you think the vegetarians are like yeah I think so I think often you're just trying to one up us I think um I think that often meat eaters and vegans are healthier than vegetarians I think that the amount of um the amount of cheese that vegetarians eat is insane yeah and the amount of um, non-whole foods, like, I think when you're vegan, I think that it's like, okay, I've stepped up. I've really, I've really got to think about what I put in my body because it's scarce. Mm. You think about it more and then you think about um, all the vitamins you want, all the whole foods and also just trying to avoid everything else. I think I used to just make uh, paella without any of the seafood or anything it's like vegetable pilots I just made it like a thing like a recipe and I just used to experiment a lot more I got really into cooking when I was vegan and then turned vegetarian just got really in. then when I was a meat eater I was like now I can cook steaks and you know it, it gives, you sort of have to be forced to learn about food more so I think it's a good reason to try these things yeah is <laughs> because you sort of forced out of your comfort zone you've got to learn how to cook because there's not much that you can buy ready from shops yeah especially in 20, 2011 yeah it was a lot less yeah over the last five years it's got I think in between 2015 and 2020 it's it, it just got it just blew up and it was it was kind of like it was it was at the time it was kind of like heaven but then you know 
I started gaining weight because the, the stuff got too good. Which yeah. is part, part of the reason why I went vegan because I was like, oh, I, it's so much better for me. Yeah. And then I just got all these little additives in these, these foods because they got so good. And it's like, oh man, I'm addicted to this fake meat and stuff. Mm. And it, it's getting worse again. I think there's the fake meat. It, I don't know, something about it, it's just got worse. There's, there's not as much. Does it make you feel a bit drained or? When I put it, when I taste it, it's not, it's not what it used to be. I think um, they're skimping on price. They, they, they're finding ways to cut down. Right. Think about the ways that um, they make sliced bread from what it was sourdough. Mm. And sweets, they made even sweeter. Yeah. And the milk in milk chocolate, even more concentrated. And they, they found ways to make things taste similar. Yeah. But have so much more shit in them. Oh god. So this is kind of why I want to go whole foods. It is better. And it it can be cheaper. Yeah. I think. It's just a little bit more time to prepare everything. Yeah. But it's probably better if you like. What's a typical meal with whole foods then? Not as much protein as I'd like. I think. Um, I'd often cook just. Oh. Doesn't matter. Oh well. Just some coffee. Just yeah, so um, I always split my meals into uh, carbs, protein, and vegetables. Yeah. So I'd always have like uh, pasta, um, mushrooms, which don't exactly feel like other vegetables. Mushrooms are good as protein. Yeah. I think there's not as much protein in that, I don't think, um, as like fake meat. It's just, it's just like fake meat, it's just got the same amount of protein in. Have you ever mm-hmm. made uh, your own sata? Yeah, I have. With uh, like, wheat gluten and water? I used to make it, um, yeah, I used to make a big batch. Yeah. Um, but there's no way that sells the wheat gluten um, near me now. Oh. So that's really annoying. Um, I've got more into tofu because that's. Yeah, that's what's close. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to get a seitan more, and I used to really like things with pea protein in. Okay. Pea protein just seemed like the best protein because you could get like, um, in the bags you could it would be like ninety percent protein, and the soy would be like seventy eighty, and same with the wheat and. Yeah. But pea protein just seemed the best. Hmm. Mm. I was considering doing um artwork based on work based on um food mm-hmm. um i was gonna i applied to somewhere and i didn't get in and to be honest i'm kind of glad because i didn't i think i think i thought oh these two things that i really like i love yeah. cooking i cook all the time and i do the same with painting with the uh, artwork and I tried to mix the two, but I don't think I found a way that they connect. I think that I'm not. I'm just totally not passionate about making artwork about food. I feel like it's. I want to make. Want to make artwork. I want to. I think I could maybe get into it because of food banks and stuff. Right, so you could have a political message within it. I kind of wanted to do something along. Some something to do with food when I when I was in first year. 
Yeah. I thought, oh, maybe I could talk about class and sort of take pictures of pheasants and and then take a picture of like a cheeseburger or something <laughs> and then relate. Yeah, so yeah. the food bank thing is terrible. If you're on like universal credit and you're ringing them up saying don't have enough to pay bills or buy food, they'll tell you to go and go to the food bank. Mm. The, the council will tell you to go to the It's a bit messed up. So I think they need to sort the world first day out. Yeah. I think the thing about these food banks is, to the best of my knowledge, they are entirely, like, volunteer. There's no government intervention. They just, oh, you can have the space. Yeah, we're not going to intervene. And you have to rely on big supermarkets, which are doing more than government, which is, which is crazy. Yeah. And the volunteers... Um, and I've met, I've, I've, I've started volunteering at a local food bank, which I live in it, in a, in a place which does not have that many people that are um, struggling. Um, I wonder, you know, if the supermarkets that are giving away food to the food banks are somehow gaining tax relief from that. That could be possible. And also I've noticed if you go to Tesco that you can... So do you want to donate to the Trussell, um, Trussell Trust or Fund or whatever, like the, the food bank thing? If I press that button, is it me making that donation or is it Tesco and are they getting tax relief? So the more tax relief these big corporations get, the less money is going to the government, the less money they have available to use for public services, which they're not going to fund anyway because it's a conservative government, but yeah. seems a bit fishy to me. I also worry about, um, I worry about supermarkets advertising food banks, like, oh, donate. And then whenever they tell people to donate, it's like, buy our food and put it in there. Yeah. And also they say, oh, we'll, we'll match it. And there's, there is no, is there any body that can keep them accountable to that? No. Is there any is there any person that's even paid enough to even go through this stock and say, oh, I'm going to double this stock and count it all? Because that will cost labour itself. And they probably just have a bad guess. And then it's like, oh, here's some. It counts. Like, is any, like, enforcement going to check it for me? No. There's no, there's no money for that. It doesn't even go to the farmers. They don't get paid enough. No, that's what. Um, so that's there's a lot of food waste as well. Because supermarkets will refuse certain things, certain crops because they're a bit wobbly. Yeah. And all this, so then there's waste. Yeah, that's that's what's bad about all of this processed food. We sort of don't know where our food comes from. So if we see something that's a bit funny shaped, we put it back down. It just still tastes the same. Yeah. Um, I found that. They love to. I, I'm trying to reduce my plastic as well, and I yeah. found that like in the, uh, bags of plastic onions, they're all ship shaped. They're all shiny. They're lovely, and then the loose one, which I always go to, it's always bru- bruised to hell. Yeah. And it, it's it is cheaper, but I think they are trying to like, get people to buy the more expensive one, ones, they just. And there's nothing, there's surely nothing about it that would 
outside of a bag make it so just incredibly bruised compared to these nice shiny ones that have no stick. I'd rather get the ones that are that aren't in plastic. Yeah, I w- I think they they look nicer to me. They look nicer to you. Yeah, the, I suppose it depends where you go. I found that when I go in in there, it's just it's often cut and then it's kind of yeah all black. Where are you going? I'm going Tesco. Tesco. Go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah I don't I want to avoid this plastic because it's it is rubbing all over the food and I don't. Now I've completely stopped putting um, Tupperwares in the microwave. I think that it's... I don't know. I just... I completely don't trust plastic. I don't trust that... Yeah. I don't trust that... Think about T-Fowl, how that was not safe. I mean, I've got some pans that I'm a bit suspicious of at the minute. And I've, I've seen I've seen studies... I've got like a cast aluminium pan, for instance. And apparently aluminium, if you if you... That can cause Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yeah. Aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah. I've got a cast aluminium plan pan. I thought that was the good one. Cast iron. Is mm. is good. I so don't, I, I don't like that idea of not not cleaning it. Yeah, you clean it. I think you just dry it straight away, and you have to season them. And seasoning doesn't mean leaving all these shit in it. It just means like heating it up a lot and then putting oil in it. To sort of, and then it gives it like a coating. You got you got to clean. It would be definitely good for anemia. Anemia. Yeah, and if you if you don't have enough iron. Iron. Oh yeah. yeah. I get. I probably get loads. Yeah. From all of the beef. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, you do have to be careful with that. I think spinach has iron in. Yeah. So spinach is good. I think there's just some types of some types of iron to get in your body um, goes into you easier. Yeah. Um, so there is this thing where it's a little fish, it's a little iron fish, mm. it's got a rope on and you can put a stick through it and you can put it on the pot and it, the iron goes through it and it's, it lasts a, life, a lifetime. So I'm, I'm considering getting that. I don't think I've had any kind of iron problems, at least recently, mm. but it's kind of just safety. Yeah, you can get pills and tablets and things. Yeah, I just want to avoid that because I don't... You don't want supplements. Yeah, the yeah. the more I, th- I've I got learned... a lot. I've got a big supplement stack in the morning. Yeah. And I think it helps. They're all all in plastic tubs. Yeah. I think there's there's no avoiding plastic. Um, no, I don't think like you could reuse some of these things, but most of them are single use, and it's that single use plastic that's the worst. I think. Is it? I think so, because you're just using it once and then chucking it away. Oh, yeah, yeah. In terms of the environment, um, single use, but I think um, if you repeat use plastic, you can get microplastics. And I don't yeah. want it. I've stopped and completely stopped using my um, plastic chopping board. Mm. I don't like the idea of plastic getting in my food. I think that's it. I probably need new ones anyway, because they do get. Bit. bit scummy yeah they use them in every restaurant yeah every restaurant will use plastic ones it's like a hygiene thing I think yeah I think I'd rather get I'd rather wood. use wood yeah wood's the best probably yeah because I think that you know you might get wood in you but it's okay 
It's a natural <laughs> product, isn't it? It's fine. Yeah. I'd rather get something that's just, you know, a few germs mm. um, than plastic in me. The idea of plastic is gross. We probably have it in us. Yeah. Because it's, it's in our water and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Also, I don't want... One reason not to eat fish. Yeah. All the plastic in that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still eat fish. Yeah. I like fish. Mm. Fish... I have fish oil tablets. And sardines are quite good. They're a natural... Very good, high... You've got a high amount of creatine in sardines is quite good like pre-workout or post-workout thing yeah they say it's like a nootropic and helps with cognitive function and stuff I believe it all because the stack I've been taking and I've just been more alert I mean it's probably exercises as well just eating relatively clean fish oil tablets is one thing that I wish I were able to do like as a vegan I think that you can get the omega-3 kind of stuff from algae kind of yeah. concentrate. Yeah. But where the fuck am I going to get algae concentrate? Well, I think boots probably <laughs> do vegan ones. Really? Just have a look. Yeah, I guess I've got to look harder. Other than Barrett. Yeah. yeah. It's an investment. But they last a few months. So it's like every... It's a periodical top-up thing. Yeah. And, you know, just budget elsewhere. Mm. for that it's weird isn't it because you have yeah strange it's a whole lifestyle change but it makes life more optimal and more productive do you think like if you didn't have if you weren't thinking about these things do you think making art would be harder or easier if how I, much are you thinking about it does it take up a lot of time in terms of like um, what's going in my body yeah I think it would make I think being conscious about my mind and body and what's 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 going in it that I'm not completely conscious of is is a part of my work. I think that there's there must be some beliefs that I I, I wouldn't normally um, believe if it didn't have some cool soundtrack or a rocky um, kind of montage to. Mm. I think that. All this kind of what I think is rhetoric. Yeah. I think when you've got some cool music behind something, um, when you've got an aspirational um, athlete or something, and then they kind of spin their story towards some political message or something, mm-hmm. it makes it very hard to um, think objectively about what they're saying. Mm. You were talking about how. Uh, about a month ago about how you listen to Radio 4 News because it's kind of um, deadbeat not deadbeat um, it's dead kind of deadpan voice yeah although I put it on the other day and the news was terrible and there was no getting away from it yeah so the therapeutic voice of the Mac this is really before you're listening to it's like a nice voice still you know still talking about people dying in a war zone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had to turn it off. I was like, I'm not listening to this. I don't know what's... You know, it's like, it was uh, Gaza and uh, oh. Hamas have been shooting rockets and they've been going further than they usually do uh, in Israel 
almost near Jerusalem, I think. And uh, yeah, I was just talking about that, and I was just like, oh god. Yeah. It's just a constant, isn't it? It's a constant barrage of violence going on in the world. And then you just sort of desent, you become desensitized a little bit because it's just it's it's constant. So you just like, and and you're not there. So it doesn't seem real. Yeah. We you know when you see stuff on the telly, even you're just like, well, that happens there. Mm. What can I? You can't really do anything. Uh, then it, then powerless. There needs to be an escape. I think. How do you escape the Matrix? Oh, I'd I'd love to put my phone down. I I don't like my phone. But Why thing, don't you? I don't want to be able to go on reels. I don't want to know what anyone. I don't want to know what people are doing like all the time. Yeah, this constant barrage of communication isn't healthy. Yeah. You're not supposed to know what everyone's up to all the time. Yeah. And no, no one needs to know what we're up to all the time. That's why I tried to stop using it this week. I just turned my phone off one day. I just didn't have it on all day. I was just like, I'm not going to make it. This is the most productive day I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely sort of draining. And you're just looking at stuff and you're not really taking it in. Mm. It's just like, they call it doom strolling. Yeah. We're just like, oh, a few seconds on this. And you're flicking your finger. And it's like mental masturbation. Yeah. And it's leading to nothing. And it's, you know, sometimes it's nice because you're like, you're giggling and it kind of puts you in the right mood. But if you rely on that to put you in a good mood, there's no help in saving. Yeah. There's no saving. It's really annoying for artists as well. Yeah. You kind of have to be on... I keep hearing this, but I don't think you do. I think if you spent all that time you're on social media looking for opportunities and writing funding applications and making work... Yeah. You, then you'd be more successful like just post every now and then yeah which is the best way to do it for a while I did only I I would download Instagram um, post something and then delete it I've again I've been doing that yeah. or looking at it through a browser makes it horrible to look at yeah and don't I don't try not to reply to comments or anything because mm. I get comments where there's this hate on the site Sometimes hate. I laugh, laugh at it. You get hate? A little bit. Really? But ish. Yeah, sometimes people would just say, oh, you're a freak. Or like... Really? Yeah. Or like, it's a load of rubbish. And I'm just like, well, you know, it is, yeah. A lot of the time it's, it's artists that um, are jealous. I think it's like, it comes back to the incel thing. People just, they, they are annoyed that they... They don't get the opportunities. They don't get. I mean, you've got a studio space. A lot of a lot of artists don't have a studio space. Well, and a lot of people don't like abstract art, and so it's kind of like. Oh, I don't like all of it. You don't like no, all no of one. It? Yeah, well, no one can like everything. That's that's why I like. We think it'd be a bit boring if everyone liked everything. Yeah. But I think some people aren't very open-minded, and I don't like that. Yeah. I've definitely learned to leave off judgment. Yeah. A lot of work. I think I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very supportive of what people do that people often consider like 
where art's gone wrong. Where they say, oh, it's modern art and that modern art is bad. Mm. Um, I always... I'm always very supportive of that. And I don't think people understand that I am supportive of everything that came before that. I'm supportive of um, people doing realism. I mean, I do kind of like a... I know naturalism is not exactly um, realism. And not like super realism. Yeah, I think there's so much there's so much hate in social media with artists. And I think a lot of it comes from jealousy because everyone's everyone's trying their best to get these these funding applications, these studios, these opportunities. Oh. I think you get more opportunities if you're positive. Because that's how I've gotten stuff is by helping like you you get opportunities because it's sort of like favours or people just like your attitude and they're all they like your work. Uh, I don't know. Mm. But you've got to sort of be positive and have a positive outlook, I think. That just helps. Yeah. I'm at a stage in making work where everything has completely changed so I've got to completely change even the kind of opportunities I look for yeah um, I think that I'm going to Bristol in January I'm going to live with my sister mm. and during that time I'm going to learn graphic design I think that I've always got to be learning and it's it's been difficult to make art Mm-hmm. right now but it's definitely been a development in the way I think about everything I think lots of galleries have been annoying me recently because it becomes quite it, it makes it very clear that this person had all this time to uh, make all this stuff and didn't have have to like work on the side yeah and yeah it's a bit of jealousy um, which is a big part but also it it just feels out of touch and it's quite annoying. So going into something that's that's quite normal, graphic design, it's something that I need to do, kind of adapt it to what I think it I wanna do. Do you want to do that as a job then? Graphic design? Possibly. Um well, res- why, why would you do it if you didn't? I I love, uh, I love the way that print works. Okay. I love the idea of mass communication. It's a massive part of my work. So making something online, something that can kind of feeds the beast and is doom scrolling. It's like, oh, this pretty thing and keeps you on, on it. And yeah. kind of, it's probably not even, um, positive for getting people to like do stuff but um i think being aware of what kind of content you're consuming and what political ideologies it instills in you without you knowing so it's like the food thing but with media so concerned with what people are putting into their brains yeah i see all the prop all the right-wing propaganda that i'm getting fed which i absolutely hate i'm yeah. getting left-wing propaganda as well i think 
leftists think that oh if everything was left everything would just be a utopia uh. and they'd just be eating fruit and nuts off trees mm. like it's just going to be that easy um well yeah it's all fun and games until you have to sort of you know until they put you to work at somewhere you don't want to work at or something yeah. because you have to work there for your allotted amount of time under communism or something like that yeah I think you've been what, assigned to work in a peanut factory Signs of work in a peanut factory. Yeah. So I have learned the communist, maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. What What I want to do is I want to, <laughs> I want to draw attention to, how fucking crazy, this sort of stuff is. There's there's some there's some meme pages that um I really like because it's like, how to gain a million, within a first your first year and it's just like um. The first thing would say don't buy Starbucks and then the second thing would be eat a baby it yes. just makes fun of how ridiculous these 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 people think they should sleep they, they, they expect people to sleep four hours a day uh, never just eat bland chicken and rice and um, constantly be grinding it's like this is, this is I'm sort of thing. in that mindset at the minute <clears throat> but I to, if you look at boxes for instance boxes that have done really well like I was looking at Anthony Joshua's routine he wasn't he wasn't like Mike Tyson who got up at four to go for a run he his routine was I'll get up at six unless I feel like I need more rest and then I'll sleep more yeah so then I can go for a run a fasted run have some breakfast and it does everything so he has enough rest so he's able to perform so you do need rest rest is really important and I have like one rest day a week on a Saturday where I, I clean the house and I just sort of have a bit of a reset and I, and I make sure everything's done, all my clothes are done, clean, the house is clean, every, everything's like ordered again, there's no chaos because I think it gets chaotic after a work week and then on the Sunday it's sort of back at it, slowly getting back into it with the exercise but still rested and then Monday back to work, no gym or anything on a Monday, just straight to work, normally tidy the space on a Monday, so it's nice and clean, tidy, and then straight into it, but it's, it's like one thing at a time, because you can't do everything at once, and when you look at these like successful influencers and things, it's, it looks like they're doing so much at once, mm-hmm. they can't be, you can only do one thing at once, yeah. it's just concentrated productivity, they're on their phones making that video, yeah. You don't see that. You don't see them on their arse in bed, half naked, eating Doritos, <laughs> making the, the real. Yeah. But that's happening, probably. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, they're right, but they're wrong, kind of things. Like, because you need rest. So they're saying you shouldn't have rest or social interaction. They're, they're completely wrong because health is social, mental, and physical. Yeah. That's that's what the World Health Organization do a bit. Yeah. Don't know if people should really listen to what they say, but that makes sense to me. Mm. Uh, balance. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I used to do. Lots. Lots of sport, and when you're young. Yeah. You could. I mean, I'd slept like nine hours a day when I was young anyway, so it was fine. 
but now I find that especially with when, when you've got work it's really hard to find kind of a rest day which is really annoying mm. I think I've I've come to cherish weekends now I I give I really do appreciate weekends way more now that it's the nine to five and the commute it's horrible when it was when it was art school it was it was just non-stop painting was it like that for you uh well i didn't live in london so i commuted there every now and then i just did whatever i wanted yeah <laughs> i don't really I, someone tells me what to do i'll think about it i don't do it i don't think about whether i want to do it first so yeah just come in here mostly in pain or right yeah, yeah. I think it's totally different from when you're working a job to uni because I did so much work in uni like um, when the building closed at nine yeah um, I'd do like I don't know a ten hour day um, and then I'd go home and watch an art film it's good yeah and it's it's brilliant I loved it um, but it, it it's so different when you're working I don't I can I knew it was going to be hard to get a job and continue to make work mm. like I think I, th- I think I'd have a pretty easy life if I wasn't making artwork alongside work but I don't want to stick to work and that's just it you just don't want you need to be expressing yourself somehow because you've got ideas I think I don't I really don't I think this is why I differ from a lot of artists people uh, artists like feel they need to kind of have some kind of self-expression yeah but i find i differ with like loads of people i meet because i make art because i want to i want to have a very i want to tell someone else something yeah I think that some at, at the start it became quite preachy which I've which now I've worked on I want to show so what it's kind of adapted to is I want to show what I think is important which is why I've, when I've got political messages um, most of the time I try and avoid text I don't want to tell people what to think I just want to tell people that I think this is important. I think people should know about this. I think that um, the way people are living lives might be even self-destructive and I want to make sure that's highlighted. I want to help people. There's a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, Like you were saying about maybe coming tea total earlier. Mm. The drinking in this country is insane. It's a big drinking culture and I'm not a fan of it. Uh, just because I know so many people that have been badly affected by it and there's a lot of alcoholics that don't think they're alcoholics but they are drinking all the time so yeah I see I think the thing that I I see the most because um, my family drinks um, I think that it gets a bit bad because you know they've got to wake up in the morning they feel a bit groggy yeah and it's just it's just a bit family gets a bit mardy because they drink 
Um, but when I go out, what I see is just violence and hatred. I'm like, and I th- I see all the people that um. That they they drunk people that have a good time. Mm. And then there's a few that just don't drink, that are just having as, as good a time as with them. I think what they need to do is they just need to get into a space where they don't think about work. They can sit in the comfy chair yeah. and just chat shit. Just t- chat absolute bollocks. You need good friends for that to happen, I think. Or just, isn't it? No, that's true. Because we're not good friends and we're having a conversation and you've just got a bottle of water and I just had coffee. Yeah. So it's just like-minded people. I think I think that happens with, if you think about like, the gym. It's, yeah. It's the same. Like yeah. you have as like, the same maybe even more fun at the gym because you're messing around with your mates. Like you're working hard. I think it's not even the working hard. Oh, I'm at work when I'm at the gym. You're at work. Yeah. You don't have fun. <laughs> no, I have fun. Yeah. It makes me feel better going there. I was there today. I was there for two, like, two hours. Yeah, uh, just doing. And it flew by. I thought I was only there for an hour. I was looking at my phone thinking, bloody hell, it's 11 o'clock. Two hours. Yeah, it does fly by in the gym. Yeah. I remember um, I used to, um, because I don't, I don't have enough money to get a proper gym membership. So I got a free free day from my parents mm. because they were part of a gym. It was like, oh, we get free ones occasionally. Here you go. And I thought, oh, I was like, you know, I'll take it easy because, you know, I haven't been at a gym for ages. And then, because I've been doing just um, calisthenics, mm-hmm. it's it's um, it's quite hard. Whole like, food and calisthenics. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, I love calisthenics because it, it kind of works all the, mu- all, the, all the muscles that you kind of neglect. Yeah. There's lots of balancing muscles in the, the core and the back. And then there's also like things like hip flexors that uh, aren't as strong because you're not doing the same movement. And then, so I went to this, the gym. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll just have an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I spent three hours there. Yeah, it's easy. Because I'm like, I'm here. And when it's, calisthenics hurt in a different way. It's like you're, you're kind of tired and it feels like your your muscles can do more and you you really try and you just can't do it but when it's in the gym you've got you've you're targeting particular muscles and what you can do is you can feel it burning and it feels amazing mm. and you don't get the same with calisthenics i love the the ability to do these these cool movements in calisthenics i think i just focus on pull-ups and dips really yeah but the the feeling of a bench press, yeah, it's 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 amazing, and you don't get that with calisthenics. Hurts my shoulders. That's what I was doing today. Yeah. Well, can't now nah, a little bit. Mm. Yeah. That that like last rep you think you're gonna fail on when you get that that's a pretty good feeling. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like oh, I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's just good. That's good feeling. I I I love the. I do uh, pull-ups and dips and I do it quite often that the next time I do it I'll probably need a bit more rest but because I'm doing calisthenics there's not much else I can do. Mm. So when I go I'll um, I'll do the same amount 
I'll maybe do um, what I can normally do is um, 10 pull-ups. Wow, that's um, impressive. Oh, okay. That's in like the top percentage of people. Like I most people can't even do one pull-up. When I was yeah. really, when I was doing really good, when I was at uni, uh, I could do 16. Really? Yeah. Um, hey, get to the Royal Marines. Yeah. <laughs> um, my back can't do that. No. For the bags. No. Oh, you can't do that many pull-ups now with your back. No, it the pull-ups are good for my back. Yeah. Um, it's just my back is just not good. Oh. I've been I've been researching ways to improve it. I, it's kind of like a, a combination of, um, stretches and strengthening exercises. Do you ever just hang? Bar. That's um, good, no, but that is the next thing I want to do because yeah. because what is happening is my um it used to be my grip strength that was the weakest and now my um my lats are sore. Yeah. And now my grip strength is a lot better. So now it's I'm gonna try and um eventually I wanna go to a single arm hang and then Hopefully, eventually, I'll be able to do a one-arm pull-up. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd love that. That's a massive benchmark. I, I haven't got... Um, you should do that. It's practice, isn't it? Yeah. I, I've only managed to do one muscle-up, like, ever. And that was when I was properly... Uh, that was when, the time when I could do 16 pull-ups. Yeah. Um, I did that, and I, I could, just couldn't get it again. Did you do it in the gym? No, so I was like doing calisthenics back then. Like a park or something. Um, I used to go to jujitsu. Oh right. And at the end of the session, it was at the end of a session, which I'm pretty proud of. It was a two hour session. What? So like jujitsu is pretty relaxed compared to the other martial okay. arts. Like um, I think they they focus on when you're tired, you're more likely to make mistake and like hurt yourself. So that I think they're pretty relaxed. Like they just want to get the muscle memory in. So when you're in that situation it'll be good um with judo it's complete opposite it's they tie you out so you can so you can do it in competitions when you're getting uh thrown about but yeah at the end of the session i managed to do kind of one arm over the top and then second arm and i managed to do it which was yeah it was it was it was a good it was a good time I'd like to be able to do that. Yeah. It's, it feels so good. You feel so strong. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be... I think the reason why I focus on calisthenics is because I used to do kickboxing and... Um, you know, I, I went vegetarian and I was kind of like... I didn't want to be kind of this weak vegetarian. <laughs> I didn't... I, I was getting... I was getting... I was getting bullied for being a vegetarian. And I yeah. I was like... Nah, I'm gonna be this. I did kickboxing, and it was it would have been harder. It, the The bullying would have been harder if I didn't do kickboxing. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, he is tough, but he's still a vegetarian. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be extra tough. Went to the gym. I got quite big, <laughs> and it slowed me. It made my fighting worse because it yeah. slowed me down. If you bulk up, but you can like you can go to the gym and not get massive. Yeah, that's that's why I kind of went because strength. I got special focus on your like what your strength training is yeah I think that's what happens with calisthenics is it kind of builds up and when you've got lots of reps in 
uh, when when you get strong at something, it's not it doesn't become oh, I'm gonna go heavier. It's mm. I'm gonna get more reps. Yeah. And maybe even more explosive, which is really good for fighting. Yeah, when I was saying I was looking at Anthony Joshua's like routine, he'd always start with so he wasn't he did get really massive at like, the beginning of his career, but then he sort of like his body looked more in proportion and he was focusing on more like explosive movements with weights and things. It was pretty impressive. Mm. So like lower the weights down and just do more more reps. It's kind of nice. It's a different. It's probably good, like like cardiovascular and strength training at the same time. It's really good. I think it's um. There's I think there's, I didn't take PE um in GCSE because I did art. Yeah. But I would have loved to, and my mate was talking about um different types of uh you know flat fast twitch and slow twitch. There isn't just fast twitch and slow play, slow twitch. There's there's a faster fast twitch and a slower fast twitch and mm-hmm. vice versa. And there's probably more. I'm not very um, well versed on it, but I know that uh, that someone can actually have a lot of strength suddenly that's quite skinny, um, more than a big guy. Yeah. So that's that's what a lot of fighters have. And they'll, they'll, they'll probably have some slow twitch because they can go rounds, but all of a sudden... What does um, twitch mean? Twitch is like um, so if something's fast twitch, it can, it's stronger. Yeah. But it wears out quicker. If it's slow twitch, so uh, Mo Farah slow twitch. Right. Because he's going long distance, he can go with. Uh, he tires out less. He can go longer. Um, fast twitch will be a weightlifter, snatch, and then put it up above his head. So I think what what um see I'm trying to do both. Yeah. Because like I run I want to run a marathon next. I ran a half marathon in June and then I did a strong man in September. So I was like trying to bulk up at the same time as doing running and now I still run. But then I'm going to the gym trying to lift heavy at the same time. Mm. And I'm not getting worn like when you lift heavy you do really get worn out quite fast. Yeah. But it, I feel like. It's a different the, type the, of tired. It is a different type of tired. Because if you don't, we need a lot of rest in between the sets of super heavy weights. It, because you can't do as many reps on the next set else. If you only have like 30 seconds rest, you can't, you can't even really lift it. Yeah. It's, it's odd. Uh, but I found that running regularly helps, I think, with that, with that uh, and diet. I mean, today, before I went to the gym, I had some beetroot juice and some ginseng tea. And ginseng tea is supposed to dilate your blood vessels. And also the ice bath sort of constricts them. And then when you get out, they dilate. So do that as well. And then the beetroot juice, I think it helps more oxygen go around. Is the beetroot juice the, um, is it just pickled beetroot or is it like proper stuff I just get like a carton of beetroot juice oh okay it's like just oh, it's organic beetroot juice there's like maybe 10% apple juice in it mm. for a little bit of sweetness like different like you know because beetroot juice is a bit blah. Oh. my entire my Pretty entire stuff though my entire family have this weird thing where we just love pickle juice yeah constantly 
pickle juice. Really? I like pickles. Yeah, you just finish the pickles and then they just get the jar and just glug it. They do, like, that's what, like, I think a dirty martini is with a bit of pickle juice in. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think. I like that. Loads of uh, runners drink pickle juice because of the salt, I think. Yeah. All the electrolytes, and I think maybe that's. That must be. Um, I think it's good for hangovers, probably because of the same reason the electrolytes. Yeah, does that help you? Like when you drink, you lose water and all the salts. So and also the salts help keep you hydrated as well. Like they can make you dehydrated in terms of like it sucks up the water. Mm. But um, when you've got salt in your system and then you've also got water, you can retain it more. I think. I'm, I might be wrong on that. No, I think you're correct. Yeah. You, well, you lose a lot of salt when you're sweating out after exercise, so it makes sense to replenish your sort of salt stock yeah. and then consume lots of water. You have to be careful about downing like a litre of water, though, because if you just it, like little sips, then it's, I think it's better. Yeah. Yeah, because it's sort of just, it's just uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. Also downing a litre of pickle juice. Oh. <laughs> I mean, people down pints, beer, they yeah. could do that. Oh, no, no. You know what? You know what? When Whenever I'm ill, the first thing I do after is I always have a pot noodle. Really? Like... When, when you're ill or after you're ill? After I'm ill. Because... So when you've, you've got better, you have a pot noodle. Um, so when I woke up, it's like, oh, I woke up, I'm not ill. Honestly, pot noodle, and I think it's because of all the salt. Yeah. Like, my body loses all the electrolytes. Okay. And it, it loses hydration. Uh, it just kind of goes out of you. You're sweating, you're pissing, your body's super hot. Lovely. Oh, so what? A pot noodle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's carbs and it's salt. And it's water. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not healthy, but it's something that you just feel so much better after. Something about being ill, just... Yeah. Really? Probably could just do the same with pickle juice. Maybe. Mm. Just like, I'd, I'd get like the opposite from... Unless I was just after exercise or something. So I guess it's the same. Because it's like, it's strain, strenuous to be ill. Yeah. I haven't been ill for ages. Like I think I might have woken up with a runny nose, but then I kept my routine, got in the ice bath and everything, and my vitamins, and then it just seems to go away. Yeah. So I think, yeah. That's why the rest's important. Because if I don't have the rest, I'm sure I'd get ill. Yeah. If you're just 24-7 at it. With, with rest, I always find that um, I completely uh, underestimated... Uh, how much mental health has to do with rest. I would... Sometimes I'd get eight hours and I'd just go to bed kind of, like, deflated. Mm. But if I've... Um, if I go to bed happy, like, six hours sleep will do me. Like, it'll be... I'd feel so good in the morning. I feel so productive. I have a good meal. Yeah. And I can... All these years I've been quite health health 
um, conscious, kind of just like worrying about everything that goes in my body and how much sleep and when I go to sleep, and all of what a lot of like problems I get is just because I just often I'll just not be happy, and now I value my mental health so much more now, mm. which is about I should just you know I'm I'm alive I should think about just being happy. Um, I'm uh, just so worried about the future just being people say that happiness isn't a good goal to have mm. because you can't be happy all the time it wouldn't, you wouldn't no. it wouldn't feel, feel like numbness because it would just be a constant so you just get used to it and then it wouldn't it, it wouldn't be a thing if you were it all the time yeah. right I mean I'm Jack all the time yeah <laughs> I don't know you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be war without peace. Play, yeah. That's a good way to put it. There's, um, I think it was either Plato or Aristotle. Yeah. Said that happiness has not been an objective goal. It's the action to, towards something. You, okay. You, you don't do something and you become happy. You just, you're happy while you are experiencing it. I, I feel like that's a good that's a good way of putting it yeah. like enjoying the process not the end goal kind of thing it's something that I thought about like after I graduated I was like being grateful being grateful yeah I heard on a podcast the Andrew Huberman podcast he had a guest on and he said to be happy what you need is agency and to be grateful and that's sort of stuck in my mind. So I've been thinking, oh, you know, I've got it pretty good. And I have problems and things. And there could be things that are better. But I'm healthy. And I've got a good routine. And if I keep this up and keep being consistent, then there's no stopping me unless I stop myself. I feel like. So I'm grateful. And... A, the agency, I mean, what is agency? To sort of get up and go. And they both help each other out, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have developed my own kind of um, way of understanding uh, being. Uh, what was it? What? Happiness. Not happiness, oh, grateful. So grateful. being grateful. So often I would be uh, down in the dumps. I'd be like, oh, when, when you're sad, you just all, you feel like it's never going to end, really. Yeah. It's like your whole perspective is warped. You've got a blue lens on everything. Everything's a downer. Mm. And then what I've got to do is kind of just kick myself and say, hey, you had, you had, hey. A, good, hey, you had a good morning. Yeah. You had a good morning today. Um, all this stuff happened and what happened is you just stubbed your toe and now everything's just fucking bollocks and you do have to kind of shake yourself out of this yeah and I do have the same with happiness because when I'm happy I make like kind of stupid decisions sometimes mm. I'm too happy and I think I can do all these things oh yeah think, think it's invincible yeah and I, then I think you know what not everything is great in my life and I this isn't a, this isn't a, just me just kicking myself and just making myself sad no. this is me thinking okay um, you know you're, 
you're not going to feel as invincible as you are now when you agree to do this thing right um that you did earlier so what you've got to do is you i always think about i always think about also i also think about appreciating exactly how happy you are and also um giving space for your future self okay just not letting not letting me get caught up and make rash decisions i got to I gotta think about it. How I would like in a neutral state. Mm. They uh, making decisions is always. I, my kickboxing coach would say, "You've got to be here." So it's, it's not too. You've got to be simmering. So boiling, it's erratic. Yeah. It's all over the place. Uh, cold, it's it's nothing. Yeah. So if you're bubbling, you're proactive. You're neutral, you're thinking about positive, negative, and that's when you're going to make the best decisions in life. And I've kind of adapted that to my mental health, how I'm doing, kind of how can I um, bring myself up when I'm doing bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Think about, maybe not even bring myself up, just think about what, when I'm in a better mood, what are my decisions? and when I'm in a worse mood, what are my decisions then? And think about how I can make better decisions in each time. Yeah. Because I just, I'll get, I'll run away with my thoughts and say stupid shit. Well, yeah, it's good to check yourself. It's good to slow down. When, when you, like, if you've got to make decisions when you're feeling, you, like, it's, it's hard because if you're, like, really angry, that you're gonna have like knee jerk reactions and it's easy to make your situation even worse. Yeah. Um but once you've done that and made something totally terrible, then only then can you be like, Oh actually I don't think I wanna do that again. Mm. If well sometimes. So you sort of have to go through these situations and learn for yourself and then only then can you really um, thing like that. Is there anything in particular that's like saying knee jerk reaction? Well, when I got Is my it like heart drinking or no, when I got my heart broken. Yeah. Or I thought I got my heart broken because I had these high expectations in my head of someone because I created this like false ideal of someone. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm in love, but I wasn't really in love. I was just in love of the idea of this person. And I was doing silly things like love bombing and and then I sort of lost myself a bit and I got into lots of bad habits again, like smoking and drinking. And then, so then I wasn't really loving myself how I should have been doing. Uh, so the knee-jerk reactions was when she said, oh, I don't really want to see you anymore. I was like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, I'm losing self-respect there because I'm like, chasing someone that doesn't want me anymore. I could have just said okay yeah but it's hard to do that uh, it's hard to think objective I think when you're in a clear mind space yeah it's easy to say oh I do this in this situation um, but it's when you're in it you don't know you're in it yeah it's it's like a, when you're asleep you don't know you I wouldn't really... listen to any advice either like people would tell me oh, you need to 
slow down, you need to like uh, cool down, you need to like, you know, don't barrage them. And I was like, okay. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but now I'm like, right, go for a run. Yeah. Get on my bike. Cardio fixes everything. And then, you know, on Christmas Day, I have to go for a bike ride in the morning. And then, oh, I, and then oh, I it would make the Christmas lunch better. Yeah, uh, but I, I'm just, uh, I think I'm maybe I'm more grateful. I'm, I'm thinking on my bike ride today, I need to be calm. I need to not cause any arguments. <laughs> Is it a big thing that happens in your family? Maybe, like, I think I just, like, I tell everyone, don't buy me anything. I don't need anything. If I needed something, I'd buy it myself. Yeah. Please. Yeah. And then get, like, I don't mind getting gifts, but then I'm, I'm uh, but then I'll just get something. I'll go, oh, why'd you buy me this? Instead of just saying thank you. So yeah. if I, if I, if I get into the state of mind where I'm like, just say thank you, that's nice. It's not hard. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> It'll I, make them feel good. I don't really like gifts too much. I feel like it's, um, I think... Do you like giving gifts? I think I'm bad at giving gifts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, like, like, give an example. I think if I've just not got... I know, I think I'm, I'm very aware that I'm not good at giving gifts. Right. So I'm always like, oh, I think harder about it. And I never get, a, like, a good gift. Like, I get... I would just get a normal gift, like, I don't know, chocolates and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I do make, beat myself up because I'm like, oh, I should have got something better because they do mean a lot to me. Um, but this is kind of the reason why I don't, part of the reason why I don't like um, getting gifts. Mm. I think things don't make me happy. And if I really needed something, I would have got it. <laughs> like, I think maybe I'd like a food processor. Yeah. Um, but like... Because of the utility of it. Yeah. But I do not need this, this like super expensive chocolates people get me. I don't, mm. I don't need that stuff. Like, I'll eat it and then I'll be like, oh, I just ate some chocolate and then I'll feel rubbish after. There's. Really. Think, yeah. Well, I suppose you eat loads of it. Oh, uh, it's just this. I'm also trying to get away from processed sugar. Yeah, it's not good. It, it doesn't affect me good. The one reason why I went vegan is because of Nutella. Oh, yeah, you told me before. Oh, my God. I read so much Nutella. It's insane. It's got, like, oils in. Yeah. It's... Pretty oh, good, though. Pretty it's, tasty. It's delicious. Yeah. And I, I, I got so much healthier when vegan. I think it's purely because of cheese and Nutella. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. It's also a massive difference between um, vegetarians and vegans. And meat eaters, because meat is like, oh, you supplement, you know, your taste buds with meat, which is better than cheese and Nutella. And uh, vegetarians, they can't eat meat. So they just uh, eat uh, so much cheese. And my best friend had like a cheese coma when he went to a wedding abroad because he ate so much cheese. Because he ate so much cheese. That was, well, they gave him at the, like, the wedding, which is everything was cheese and he couldn't see. He said he, he, went, went, he went a bit blind. Oh my god. <laughs> From all the cheese. No. Cheese I, blindness. I've been thinking, I ate quite a fatty thing. And I thought, you know what, I'll try out. I think you've shared this guy's um, stuff before. It's like, this stuff is shit. Eddie. 
yeah, like you or something. Yeah, and I he did this fast. I was like, oh. I didn't exactly do like a fast, but I ate some. I ate some like some weird fatty vegan stuff that's fake cheese. I was like, oh, you know, what? I'll try and try and um, go on something that kind of more fat burning rather than carbohydrate burning, mm. and it does does kind of. Um, you know, I wasn't as hungry as I thought I would be. Um, and I think if I'm going to have these fatty foods, I'm going to, like, essentially just not eat for a longer period of time because then it's not it's not stored in me. It's, it's part of the energy which I have to use. And I do want to just try out what it feels like to... Um, is it called keto... Ketogenic? Ketosis ketosis that's that's what you that's that's what going on a keto diet that's what condition your body would become you become ketosis i don't know what it means you should look it up i think it's um when your body starts uh, burning fat rather than carbohydrates i'm gonna look it up Ketosis is a metabolic state that occurs when your body burns fat for energy instead of glucose, instead of sugar. So yeah. instead of, so if you don't eat sugar, then you'll get into the state of ketosis and stop burning fat. It's a good, that's a good state to be in. I'm sure everyone will feel different in that state. Yeah. But I'm sure if you got used to it, you just have to get used to the feelings. Yeah. And make sure you're getting enough food stuff you're actually need all the nutrients you need then it can be healthy yeah I'm sure that's probably how we're supposed to be anyway mm. in that state eventually I dogs probably are yeah lots of lots of protein lots of fat yeah um I think that I used to I eat so much all the time yeah. like I think the reason why if I was a meat eater I'd be quite big um <laughs> Yeah, like muscly, or just like I'd be fat. Like I'd yeah. be fat. Um, I mean, I've got fat. I'm like fifteen stone. I think yeah. quite big. What is that in kilograms? Ninety six. Uh, almost a hundred kilos. Let's just say I'm a hundred kilos. Yeah, big nice. man. Yeah, brilliant. I uh, last time I was weighed, I think I was like seventy. Wow. Um, but maybe that was. How that tall are you? I'm like five nine. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm about five nine. Or maybe tell people five ten. Um, five ten. Yeah. That's uh, healthy. Yeah, I think I think it's good. It's um, healthy. I I I did when I was um. When I was butthurt about being like I didn't want to be the weak vegetarian, so yeah. I was I was a I got to a big stage and I got to eighty five. And it was fine. And then I was, at that point, I was like, oh, man, my fighting. Like, I can't even put my arms down properly enough. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, um, it's, it's, yeah, I think, like, your body just naturally tenses up. And you, you want to be able to be, like, loose and relaxed. And it's all about the fast twitch rather than all this, this mass that you achieve. Look, that mm. would get, you know, behind the punch there is resistance so if you know you could put you could throw a ball really fast against the wall 
um, and it wouldn't have um, an impact an impact as much as something that's going half the speed but has weight behind it. So um, my muscle would be able to uh, resist any uh, pressure coming backwards towards my body. So that's the thing with damage. But um, I think what's most important is for fighting is that fast twitch, that ability to, in terms of like physical attributes, mm. fast twitch, apart from all the other things that are kind of more tactical, like timing and stuff. But fast twitch is, I think, the best. Because you use it during running, calves, fast twitch, um, thighs, uh, you might be swimming. You I just... run so slow at the minute. Yeah. But I do wear a full tracksuit with my hood up, trying to make myself sweat. You try to sweat? So I'm, I'm literally, I can't sprint. Because I won't be able to run as far. I like running. I'm running distance. Trying to... It's like an 11, 11 minute pace per mile. Yeah. I don't know how much that is in kilometres. Um, it's, it's an okay pace. It's like almost walking. But you're still getting your heartbeat up. And it feels good. Um, what, but, do you, what do you gain from... Like making yourself sweat. I have no idea. You have no idea. You just <laughs> want to get sweaty. <laughs> I just think it just makes me feel good. Yeah. And I feel like I'm making it harder. So when I next go out running, I've been doing the tracksuit thing for a few weeks now. Next time I go running, maybe I'll try and put my shorts on, and see how much faster I can do like five miles or something. Yeah. Probably a lot faster. And I won't take water out with me either, because mm. I won't be sweating as much. That's the only reason I take the water out, unless I'm going a very long distance. Then I need water. Mm. Or if it's hot. But yeah, I think if you make it. Again, that's what I was watching Anthony Joshua routine. He does shadow boxing on sand because the nature of sand is unpredictable. So it's making him better at. Uh, being able to react to the unpredictable and fights are unpredictable you don't know what's going to happen yeah so if I make the training harder then when I actually go and do like a five I try and get a PR at a five mile run or whatever you feel like a breeze I feel easier yeah yeah so it's like that consistent just a consistency of like hard training and then when you actually do it you wear you know lighter clothing and everything and you can pick the day you're doing because I'm not signed up to any races pick the day pick the perfect mild day and just go out and do it mm. well rested uh, yeah do you ever do any martial arts? I did judo when I was younger yeah do you like it? and I did boxing training for a bit but then I got panic attacks because it was like high humidity underground it's like a fight club yeah and there was loads of people around me shadow boxing yeah. and I was just like really overwhelmed so I had to leave it was horrible do you ever get um, I keep thinking ever... I should go back though yeah because I sort of I feel like I've overcome it and I feel like now I'm starting to doing things I'm starting to do things that I find uncomfortable on purpose and the more I do them like I just get used to them yeah so I'm in that mindset now what were you going to ask sorry 
did you have uh, like when it's the, when it's in um, one of those boxing spaces, everything gets really humid. Yeah. Do you have like a drip oh, that goes on your head? No, but it 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 did feel damp. Yeah. And it was and it was at First Legion boxing. Yeah. Have you been there? No. It's near. It's it's like over the flyover. Burley's flyover. Okay. Yeah. And then it's like these are big warehouses and it's like you go underground mm. into this gym there's yeah. no windows or anything it's pretty cool yeah they do jujitsu and everything they do lots of different martial arts there as well but I specifically want to do boxing just because I have this idea in my head of Mike Tyson uh, yeah Mike Tyson <laughs> thick I've started training my neck today yeah so I want to get a thick neck just with like resistance bands going like that yeah. I'm trying to do it the safest way I don't want to injure myself so I'm just being very careful because it's my neck. But I feel like having a strong neck will protect my spine and just like, just as the aesthetic. Really. Yeah. <laughs> you want a massive neck, that's what. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Fair enough. And it'll make my posture better, I think. Mm. As people say. It makes you more confident, apparently, having a better posture. So if all of these... All of it makes you more confident, I feel like. If, yeah. you, if you know you can fight, you don't want to fight... But yeah. you can, so you feel safe. Mm. I don't know, it gives you a bit oh, it, It's confidence. amazing. It feels amazing knowing how to fight. Like, um, the confidence is amazing. But also, um, if someone's messing around, I've told, I've told my family this, um, if someone's just messing around, um, what you can do is, you can even time you kind of footwork mm. um, to a point where um, someone's really, they all of a sudden become very aware of how vulnerable they are, which is like, I would never, like when I'm messing around with my mates, you know, joshing about, um, you know, it's all, it's all fun and games, but um, sometimes you just want to just have a bit of fun. And what you do is you just time your footwork and what you do is you just get get to a position where they wouldn't be able to punch you from a strong because they're not they're not um their shoulders aren't in the right place their hips aren't in the right place um they i time when i go close when they've got one foot up so they can't punch or kick or anything and it's just getting in their face and they're just so worried about something happening and i just do nothing and i just like <laughs> just bluff it's great and then sometimes you get a bit worried and then it's it's it, that kind of feeling just having confidence that if anything did happen like even these li- little things these play things it feels amazing when like you know you lay at night and someone just is messing with you mm. and it's just um these little things that these mind tricks that aren't even like talking shit or anything it's just being in a place where they can sense how vulnerable they are. And yeah, they, if you they, can keep your cool as well in those situations and not have to use swear words or anything. Yeah. And you're just moving your feet. Yeah. And staring at them. Yeah. <laughs> They're scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know that you can... You, you've it's got this. skills. Yeah. It's the... It's keep not too cold. It's not bubbling up. It's being totally level-headed and proactive. Mm. Only reacting when you need to. It's like... um. 
another thing when when someone like um goes into something and you just don't move because you just know that they're not in a position to you know attack it's 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 very disheartening to the other person that they they put their energy to one attack and then because the other person knew that you might just move your head like a centimeter yeah. because you just know you can just look at someone and you know exactly where their reach is and the speed of which where their foot will. How long is going did it take you to to uh, get to to like, get to that? Uh, I did karate for five years. Five years. Um, that wasn't enough, and then karate kickboxing. That was a good one. Mm. It got to. Um, three four years, and then I think because that was when the the training upped. I think there's years that you can put into it. And it's not exactly, um, it doesn't just stack the experience. When you get to a certain point when you start um, doing it, like a few hours a day, then it gets to a point where it becomes just second nature. It becomes like talking. It's, yeah. I don't have that with swimming though. Like um, swimming, I used to do loads. Swimming is awful, but um, I think it's just because uh, fighting is so fun yeah i think maybe maybe i got into it more because i was vegetarian i was like i didn't want to be a weak vegetarian and then i got really really into it and it was it's just so fun i think i've got to a point where i can really enjoy it now i that's why i wanted to do jujitsu because i'm i'm not good at um grappling yeah so it's like i'm a beginner again this is like a lovely experience um, but because I've experienced martial arts and egos in those sorts of places that those kind of these kind of black brown belt people yeah. that were really um, trying to drill into you that you're the the beginner I realised that that is not actually productive because I've I've taught a few people like little things and the worst way you can train someone is just to belittle them I think it's there's a difference between come on you got more and shut up you don't know what you're talking about oh, yeah. like when I ask a question about I know oh is this leverage better it's like because you don't know enough to ask that sort of question and just this belittling and I, I focus in class when I'm doing stuff I do it um, but people really wanted to drill into their head, your head, that they're the black belt, which I hated. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, and it's all the top, the top, top level that are really good at teaching. They're there because they're good at teaching and they're good at what they do. Is they, they, they genuinely enjoy the sport, mm. and the people below. A lot of the times, the people below them, they're just full of jealousy. Right. It's really annoying. So when you get someone that's very, very talented and very. They've worked really, really hard. There's no need to even have that ego. Yeah. Because they're, you know. They love it for the sake of it. Yeah. I think I've got to the point where I, I love it. I love, like, fighting for the sake of it. You don't seem to have any, like, any big ego either. Yeah, not in the, in the, I think, I, I'm very, very confident in my ability to fight. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I can see when, you know, I'd lose a fight and I'm I'm fine with that. Mm. But with 
I, I'm definitely uh, joking about fighting and being really good at it because I'm confident that I can do it. I'm not saying that I can beat anyone up. No. I'm just saying that I put all, I'm, I love, I love it and I do it for the sake of it because, and I respect who I'm fighting yeah. and I want them to do better um, because I want them to do better and also it's harder next time, which is even more fun, which is great. And so much in martial arts, there's so many people that, I think a lot of the time the people that stick to one martial art and think it's the best. Mm. They stick to one martial arts like, oh my, my sensei told me that this is the best or whatever. It's like, no, just just have fun. Just try different things. You've got to go to different clubs and stuff. Like even the best club that I went to, they, they are not good for mental health. Um, and they thought they were the best for mental health. They oh, were, they were, how are they not good? Um, the like toughening yeah um, that they put you through is it just neglects people's needs okay so me and my friends actually joke about it and call it a cult because it's all about hard work and it becomes and a offshoot of that a byproduct is bullying anyone that doesn't do well oh. and it's horrible and it's not they, they talk about how uplifting they are mm-hmm. and they don't realise that they are uplifting in a lot of cases but in others they just hate and they don't they don't see how People have their own lives and reasons not to train as much as they do. I was going to be a part of some kind of little, little clique group thing where you'd go to more competitions and stuff. Um, And I wanted the training. And you, I was not cut out for it. Mm -hmm. As much as I, I love martial art, I did loads. I was not cut out for it and it got to the point where like the training sessions it's just natural just to feel sick and about to throw up and it got to the mental stage where it was blocking my GCSEs really because all you were focused on was I was yeah and like I shouldn't be in a position where I I knew that you know I love martial arts but it's not going to be my thing for all my life yeah what I think about is my future and all I could worry about is this thing that was like I was putting myself through and it was not beneficial to me because I did the session but all throughout the week all I was thinking about was worrying about the next one which mm. is not it was it was more more hard work and putting you down rather than lifting you up so I was like it's, it's not good for my health I think some people adults that have problems would probably love to get into that state of mind because it's like escape it's like I don't, it's healthier escapism than drinking yeah <laughs> but for a, for a teenager for an adolescent it needs to be focused on schooling yeah exercise helps with it but like that that seems yeah, yeah. too much I think that I'm I'm halfway between because I did um 
because I did sport growing up, and I see the amount of hard work that people doing sports and study go through. And then I go to art school, and there's, there's, there's hard work in there, people there. A lot of them kind of don't even want to get a ladder and put a nail in the wall because it's, it's too hard work. It's it's um. You don't want to get up a ladder and put a nail in the wall. The lazy, it's I I do have kind of it's probably a bit of bad judgment from me, but okay. I find that a lot of people in, in, uh, fine art, they don't, um, want to go through kind of the short term, pain, long term benefit. Yeah. For for their work, which is sad. That's know. something you need in life. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's worrying for people going outside, and I is, think I is think that just on your degree? If you'll notice that, is that something that a lot of people have now? I think yeah, I think it happens a lot because um, there's more people going into university because universities um, regulations have gone down, so they could they just want as many people in there as possible to make money. Right. So the quality of education goes down because. The, the lecturers are bringing up the people that are doing the worst rather than helping those that are, like need less help but like would love to do more work yeah and I think in particular it does happen in creative sessions I mean I'm I'm guilty of it I didn't have to work during term time um I worked in between and that helped me and I know a lot of people that had to work through, um, who had to work throughout their degree, which I didn't appreciate as much as I should have um, when I was there. But they're jo- jobs, yeah. part-time jobs. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I do, I do really feel for people that had to work through their degree because I don't know if I'll be able to get the grade I got if I had a job working through. I mean, I, def- I definitely did. I worked hard um, in between. Um, but some people need um, a bit extra. I got a bit of help from my parents, which, which I think everyone should like acknowledge in the art world because it's such a privileged um, space. Um, but no doubt that those 5am nights in a bar were horrible. Walking home and getting home. Walking home and seeing the morning sunlight and going to bed is just... Ugh. But yeah. I knew... But the fact that I knew that it was like it was all getting saved. Which I'm privileged. I didn't have to pay rent. I was living at my parents during... Outside of term time. Mm. Which is something I've got to acknowledge. Like what I was saying... Every negative, you've got to kind of not, not bog yourself down. But the sun coming up at the end of, after shift, after like maybe a nine-hour shift, horrible. Mm. And there's no tips. No, no one tips. There's no... It was, it was nine-pound. Where were you working? Like a bar? It was a bar. It was, it was a bar, restaurant, cafe. So it was... Oh, God. The shifts were insane it's like it, yeah the the friday i think it was the saturdays five it goes on till four bad night you know it 
you have to clean it up for an hour and a half. And then you might get a morning shift later in the week, so your sleep's awful. Mm. But that would really fuck up the sleeping pain. Yeah. I I would not be able to think about ideas for work. I had a part time job at a steakhouse for a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> this is the bar job you're talking about. Yeah, and then I quit it. I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah because it was only 8 hours a week I thought oh this would be nice to top up no I just thought you know what if I work hard enough I can make this work and uh, yeah it's going to work yeah yeah didn't work out no but it, it made me think in my head if I need to get a job in the future if I really need one I can go and get one yeah it's all about confidence the two, I had two interviews I went to both I got both jobs and it was because my mindset was really right I had like one thing on my CV degree that's mm-hmm. all I put on it yeah <laughs> and then well I kind of and, and like experience working here in the bar or invigilating but I said it was three years yeah Careers of like an hour every month, <laughs> like random working hours. Yeah. And then you just sort of chat shit and you're like, oh, I really like this company because blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So in my head, I, I, I know that I could get a job and do it for three months and be frugal and save up a few grand and then be okay if I needed to. Yeah. And part of me wants to do it and then save up that money and then do something. But then I'm like, I'd rather just pain yeah and make and write and see where that goes and then if I need if I absolutely need to do the job then I will but I'd rather just do this yeah I want to do this but I'm not in the right headspace to make art this this often well for me uh, I kind of forcing I kind of forcing myself to do it so I'm treating it like nine to five. Yeah. Doing I thought I'm trying to do it more hours than that. So I'll get here earlier than nine and maybe leave here at six, seven. So it's like ten hours. Some days ten like less other days. You know. Yeah. Forty to fifty hours a week. Plus this, whatever this is. Yeah. If this counts. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, like I've got consistency written on the wall and I'm just like, come here do painting, do writing, and if I just consistently do that forever... Good things will happen. Good things will happen, and this is the process, and I'm, I'm an artist, and that's something to be grateful for. I get to do this every day. Yeah. For as long as I possibly can. That's something I need to work on. Like, I'm half, I'm, I'm living the dream now. This is the dream. Yeah. Yeah. When, I was, when I was 13, I was like, I'm going to be a professional artist. Now I am. There you go. Yeah. Done. Yeah, man. And then just get better. Yeah. And get shows. Show work. Get paid for work. Make bigger, more uh, extravagant. Extravagant and brilliant materials. And get more educated. With more money, you can buy more books and, you know, the more exhibitions and shows, the more experience I gain. Maybe I can you get, get into bit, gain time. 
as well. Getting tight, yeah. She's got money. Um, you know, maybe a, a first-class coach will make you be able to, like, you can read the books that you've been putting off. Well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, I've got a mentor. I've signed up for these mentoring sessions with my uni. For grad, recent graduates, they've got like mentoring sessions. I need to get into one of them. I should, I'd DM you, do that, yeah. So I've not actually, I've, I've got to do like a video or something and then they're going to set me up with someone for like six months, I think it is. Yeah. I get like four or six sessions over those months with, with like someone that's in the industry. I think that'll help. Yeah. Uh, and then that's another big thing, isn't it? Sort of listening to advice from people that are at where you want to be. Yeah. So like, yeah, getting a good coach, listen, like, yeah. And doing this, talking to other yeah. people that are pretty much in the same, like we're in the same sort of place, I would say. Yeah. 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 But then wanting to elevate, I don't know. Yeah, elevate, you want to elevate, right? Yeah. Well, keep going. Yeah. There's some things I've got to work on. Like, there's the... Since graduating, everything's different. So I've got to think, how can I be... What worked that can work now? And um, how do I have to change in order to adapt to this this new way? Because my brain is different. My brain Mm. doesn't make artwork the same. So I've got to... what, What can I change internally? To make it work, and what can I change externally? Also, what would you change externally? What do you mean by that? Time. 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 I'd like to have more time to think about what I make. I'd like to. I'd like to have access to uh, certain streaming stuff. Like yeah. um, Nebula. What's Nebula? Nebula is this. This uh, it's like YouTube, but you pay monthly, okay. and then there's no ads. Like think of, and a bunch of creators that I'm really interested in, are on it. So. I might as well subscribe. I mean, it's it's um it's I think it's costs the same as Spotify. I buy Spotify, right. and I use that for podcasts and stuff. So I do learn it, but um Nebula, it's got. People like um, Tom Nicholas, and then Real Life Law, and uh, Philosophy Tube, and people that I would like to um, listen to more, and they've got more content on it. Okay. Yeah, it supports them more as well. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because else you'd just be like subscribing to a bunch of Patreons, so it's good that there's a streaming service that actually gives back to the creators. Yeah. Because they'd all need like millions of, it's the sponsors. They need lots of sponsors and things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, think, cool. I think I've got to I've got to head back now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My girlfriend thing. will be uh, yeah. waiting on me. Well, thanks for doing it. Oh yeah, it's been fun, man. Yeah, I'd be happy to uh, do another one. And-